This is Tom Konzelman with Apex Project Consulting. We're here today with Amy Garber, Principal and Founder of Visions Management. Visions Management is an industry-leading move management firm specializing in large-scale, complicated employee relocation, furniture management, asset relocation, space planning, and change management. Amy's clients have included such marquee names as Salesforce.com, Blue Shield of California, Stanford University, Skype, the North Face, and Cedars-Sinai Medical Center, just to name a few. Amy's going to talk to us today about the seven most important things clients need to know before they consider moving. Welcome, Amy. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Tom, for the opportunity. I'm excited to be here today. And let's go ahead and just jump into it and talk about things you need to know before moving. The first thing I want to talk about is communication. We all know that change is difficult, and whenever we are moving a company, there's always folks that get nervous about moving into a new environment, a new office space, new furniture, many things that go along with the move. The best thing that you can do is to keep your employees in the loop. And, you know, they don't need to know every single detail, uh, such things as, you know, carpet might be behind schedule a week or so. But they want to know such things as what to pack, when to pack, and how to pack. And the best way you can do that is through communication. And through that communication, there's various tools that you can use to communicate the details of the physical move. And such things as creating a relocation website. Just create a portal that maybe you can integrate into your intranet on, on including you know, the ins move instructions, demonstrations on how to pack, what to pack, showing uh, such floor plans and the move matrix. And those are great, great ideas to keep the morale up. Town hall meetings. Have several town hall meetings where it's an opportunity for folks to ask questions about the new space. It's not just about how do they pack their boxes, but what is the new space going to look like? Where's parking going to be? How do they access the building? Will they have the same security badge system? Those are great ideas to communicate, keep the morale up, get folks excited about the relocation. I, I agree. Everyone feels more at ease when they know what's going on. So uh, what else? Furniture. Let's talk about furniture. The question always comes to us, should we buy new, use existing, or do we have a blend? And you really, before you move, <laughs> you want to have make sure several months before you move you have this, this task identified. And this is really important to the move because if you're going to be bringing existing furniture over or you're not, the mover needs to know this information. And in order to have an accurate quote and for the mover to accurately be able to bid this project out, you should create an inventory um, prior to bringing in a mover and identifying all of the furniture that you're going to have that's going to move. And if you're not sure, go ahead and inventory everything. Identify, for the most part, what you think you're going to bring over. Anything that you're not going to bring over is what we call the decommission list. So your mover is going to be able to then identify off of that list what's not going to be brought over and what needs to be removed from the building uh, or recycled or donated. And we'll talk a little bit about that as we go through the conversation. So very important to identify, clearly identify what's going to come over, make sure that you're not bringing too many items over, and only bring really what's necessary for the space that you're moving into. 
Wow, but that that's a that's a great point. That's a great point, Amy. And uh, with the emphasis on sustainability and being a good corporate citizen, the identification and inventorying of the furniture is a, is a is a big issue. So, what's next? Equipment. You need to ask yourself who's going to disconnect and reconnect your equipment. Does your internal IT team truly have the bandwidth to disconnect and reconnect everyone's equipment? Is it truly okay to ask your employees to crawl underneath the desk? and disconnect their equipment and then reconnect it on day one. There's many companies out there that just handle the disconnect and reconnect for relocations. And they'll come in and they'll do such tasks as wire management, uh, making sure that everything looks neat and tidy on that day one. They will work with your internal IT team on determining what testing features need to happen uh, on day one to make sure that connectivity is there. They'll also do value-added services such as cleaning and sanitizing the equipment. So again, make sure and see, get a quote. It can't hurt to obtain a quote, see if it fits into your budget. But truly work with your internal IT team or your outsourced IT vendor and, and see who is going to handle this task and how it fits into your plan and timing with your project. And I'm sure a firm like yours can roll this up into your scope as well. Speaking of rolling, let's continue on. Let's, uh, let's keep going. Okay. Number four, identification. It's very important early on in a project to identify where your folks are going to be sitting. And when I'm talking about identification, I'm actually talking about two faucets of identification. Move, the move matrix, identifying where your folks are going to be sitting, and also identifying where your existing furniture and equipment is going to be moved to. So one, don't wait until the last minute to determine where everyone's going to sit. Determine early on, is it the managers of each department that's going to have that responsibility? Within your project schedule, you want to set a cutoff date. No more changes. This move matrix has, is, it plays an important factor in the move, not just for folks identifying on their move labels where their boxes and equipment and, and let's say furniture needs to move to, but your IT team is also going to need this list to identify where folks are going to be sitting, where they need to patch phone, uh, phone lines to, and there's many other details that go along with it. So set that, put that into the schedule, integrate when that cutoff date is, make sure you work on a plan, and this goes back into communication, on how you're going to communicate to all the employees where they're going to be sitting, and clearly identify to the folks that, hey, this is where you're going to be sitting after we move in and are settled for two or three weeks, then we can talk about shuffling folks around if that is necessary. The other thing that's important is, is identifying early on with your furniture and your equipment. Where is your, where's your copy machines going to be placed? Where, where is your lounge furniture going to go? Where is your file storage room? Does your file storage room have the capacity to fit all of your file storage cabinets? The biggest mistake I see is folks bringing and labeling pieces of furniture because they get scared that they're not going to have enough room or be able to, with their filing needs, that they're, for example, with file cabinets, that they're not going to have enough file space. If you plan early on on what your, what your needs are, this shouldn't be an issue. And the last thing you want to do is move over furniture that doesn't fit or is not needed 
and pay for a mover to double handle it, once moving it over and twice getting rid of it for you. That sounds like a powerful money-saving tip, Amy. Speaking of moving, let's, uh, let's continue on. Let's move on. Okay, let's talk about landlord approvals. It's very important that you develop your relationship with your landlords, both in your existing facility and your new facility, because you're going to need them at the time of the move. The best thing you can do is, is keep them in the loop as to the schedule. Keep them into the loop as who your moving vendor and various vendors are going to be. Talk to them about what their requirements are, from a certificate of insurance requirement to parking. Um, make sure that they understand early on what your move date is going to be because there could be possibly other tenants moving out of the building uh, that are fighting for elevator space. They might have work going on in the parking lot. Um, I've seen that plenty of times where you know, we've, we've already contacted the landlord and let them know that we're doing a move this weekend. Um, and they also just so happen to be striping the parking lot at the same time. So there's that coordination aspect that's very important. Communicate with them. Stay in contact with them. Let them know what's going on. Um, and if you have any issues, they're going to more than likely want to help you out uh, to make sure that your move goes smoothly. It's also critical that you understand when you need to turn the building back over to the landlord, that early on you set that meeting uh, up with the landlord, identify what needs to happen after you move out to turn the building back to the landlord per the lease agreement. And we know that keeping the landlord involved and happy will pay enormous dividends and prevent a lot of headaches. So what else? Well, let's talk about developing a resource and responsibility plan. Okay, when you're starting a move, you want to start by identifying who's going to be taking on what roles. Uh, that goes for them internally, whether you decide to hire an outsourced move manager or handle it in-house. Who's going to be reaching out to the various vendors and obtaining quotes and, and doing all the scheduling, such things as water service, plant service, vending machines, coordinating the relocation of your multifunction devices. All of that needs to be developed into a responsibility matrix. In terms of the resource plan, you really want to make sure that you do your due diligence early on by obtaining quotes from vendors. So go out to bid. Put out an RFP for three movers. If you have done that inventory ahead of time, as we discussed, of your furniture and equipment and items that are moving, You'll have a great document for the mover to work off of, and your pricing will be that much more complete uh, and, and right on for when it comes time for invoicing. The last thing you want to do is incur change orders. So the more accurate information you have on early on is important. With that, when you want to make sure when you're looking at your, your RFPs and your bids, and you, you don't always want to go off lowest price, um, you know, Movers, you want to, when you're looking at movers, you want to identify how many movers, how many guys do they have on the job? How many hours are they moving? How many trucks are they planning on bringing? What type of equipment are they bringing? And you want to make sure that the bids are apples to apples in that regard. The same thing goes when you're, if you're going out to quote bid for disconnect, reconnect of equipment. Do your due diligence. Put your resource plan together. Prepare RFPs. And again, if you're doing this early on and putting, building enough time into your schedule, 
it's a great way to have a very successful move. That's great stuff. Do you know how near and dear change orders and the low price only procurement are to me? Um, have you got one more for our audience? I do. And this, this one is actually uh, really important, and, and I'd like to share a story with you about this as well. When you're doing a move, expect the unexpected. It's Murphy's Law. What can go wrong will go wrong and at the worst possible time. So once a move is underway, you always need to anticipate for any problems that can arise. And we know that there's no such thing as a perfect move, but it's how we solution it and move on to continue the move is, that's going to make us successful. So let me, let me – can I share a story with you, Tom? That, oh, of course, please. Okay. Well, we were, um, we were moving a, a hospital a few years back, and one of the departments that we needed to move was the NICU, so the, the very critical uh, newborn infants. And we were moving them from one hospital to the next through a, through a tunnel, and we transferred the, the newborns from their existing incubator into a new incubator. And, of course, we had doctors and, and nurses and, and sales reps from the respiration company, respirator companies. And um, as we're transferring them, I got a call from my associate who was running the elevator in the new hospital that the elevator was down. And I told her, well, we're already in transit. Unfortunately, as we were in transit pushing the baby through the tunnel, the baby went into cardiac arrest, and the doctor had to do uh, CPR. So it was a pretty scary moment, and the, we needed to get the baby up into the new space as quickly as possible because any sort of movement for, that, for those critical babies is, is, is very serious. Fortunately, we had planned for the worst possible you know, scenario, and that was the elevator going down. So prior to the move, we coordinated with the elevator repair company and paid for them to be on site in case there were any emergencies. Uh, because they were on call and, and sitting around the corner and sitting on site at the hospital, they were able to come right over uh, and fix the elevator, run it behind the scenes, and finish out the move, and the baby was safely transported to his floor uh, and, and survived the matter. And that just happened, you know, we're talking five minutes, but just having that elevator repairman on site really saved the day, literally. <laughs> so, again, prepare for the unexpected. Have a plan B. Is it winter time and you're moving? Is it going to be storming? Is it going to be raining? Is there an event going on? Is there a ball game uh, or some sort of protest that might be happening? Understand what's going on in your environment and prepare for the worst. Boy, those, are, uh, those stories really drive home the importance of having a backup plan, and I, I'm sure I appreciate you sharing those with us, and I'm I'm sure our audience gets that message really clearly. Um, those seven points are are terrific, Amy. I appreciate that as well as the 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 story, the powerful story there. As we prepare to wrap up, can you do one other thing for us? And that is, would you mind sharing a couple of the most important lessons learned for you? Absolutely. Um, this is actually important because we've done a lot of moves and learned a lot of lessons and, and see what our clients go through. So organization. The best piece of advice I can give you is get organized prior to the move. 
Because not being organized is going to impact your schedule, it's going to impact your budget, and it's going to impact the morale of your employees. So take the time and have cleanup days where you can get organized and get rid of items that are no longer needed. Send out communication about your record retention plan. Make, so if you can send files and items off-site, lighten the load. Uh, you know, do, take, do your due diligence in getting and obtaining quotes so that you have the best possible vendors and, and can put together the best possible team to make this successful. Again, when you're doing your vendor selection, make sure that you're not going on just the lowest price, but that you're really looking at the, the quality. Uh, because as most companies um, that we move, they need to be fully operational on day one, and, and they don't have time for any errors or delays. So you want to make sure that whoever you hire understands and can understands your your scope of work and can provide ample manpower to make sure that you are up and running on day 1. Well, that's fantastic, Amy. Uh, I didn't have an appreciation. I, I know I've seen you in action and I, but I didn't have an appreciation for how many things have to be managed and I'm sure our audience appreciates it as well. Before we close, would you mind sharing with the listeners how they can get in touch with you? Absolutely. So go ahead and visit our website, and that is visions, with an S, mgmt.com. Visions, mgmt.com. Or you can find us on, as visions, visions Management on our LinkedIn page, uh, or you can certainly reach me directly at 415-693-8870, and I'd be happy to answer any questions you may have. That's great, Amy. Thank you so very much. They can also uh, get through to you through our website, uh, apexpjm.com. Amy, well done. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. I, this has been fun. I, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> 